0: Hey y'all, welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're so excited to, you know, chat with you guys this week. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling groovy because I had coffee this morning. Did you know that coffee gives you energy?
0: Yeah, that's why (laughs) I depend on it.
1: (laughs) Literally what I'm drinking right now. That's what's in the mug. You're nuts. I was going to have coffee actually at 5, but if I had coffee at 5, I would be up until 5 a.m. Nothing will stop me from going to sleep
0: <laughs> and not I, even coffee. My brain would be like... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, coffee helps me stay up, mm-hmm. but nothing prevents me from going to sleep.
1: That's wild. I had yeah, to I can sit- definitely
0: drink a cup of coffee and go to bed. It's no
1: too easy. I'm so jealous of people that can do that. I'm a sleepy ass bitch though. True. My heart be like, keep on beating. Like my thoughts be racing. It's like, so what if you did this? What if you did this? What if we jumped around? What if we did? Oh, I said, what if we, sorry. That's not like I have a, somebody Uh, else living in my head. (laughs) uh, (laughs) We. (laughs) What if I? You might get us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It gets crazy in here.
0: (laughs) But I'm happy that you're good and you're energized and you're ready to party. Um, how am I feeling? Fine. I'm feeling (laughs) dope.
1: Feeling good as hell.
0: Ooh. What? I'm so happy that like so many people talked me down today. You know how you get into like an irritable
1: mood? Like when babies be like, no. That's how I (laughs) felt I was scared because you was like, I'm in a bad mood. Then you was like, I'm fine. I'm like, what did she do? (laughs) (laughs) I I said I'm better now. Yeah, you (laughs) know. you're like you i put your work computer like in flames or something like that like
0: i'm like what did you do to be okay that fast i talked to my work mentor and he like yo sometimes talks really be working they do and he told me something really great and i was like i just want to act like how other people act sometimes and he told me the difference is that some people don't know any better than you do so true
1: i said look how he ate that (laughs) I wish I said that true. I really be wishing I didn't know better sometimes. People been saying that to me since elementary school. When I would act it's up, the truth, though. people would be like, You know better. I'm like, hmm. You know better works for me. <laughs> like When people, when adults be
0: like, you, you know better. I'm like, I do. I really do know better. That's so like annoying. I'm like,
1: I want to be like, I just want to be crazy sometimes. I want to be nuts. I am going to be mean sometimes <laughs> at work too.
0: But it's wanna like, be, You I know wanna better. I want
1: to be nasty. I want to be
0: nasty so bad, <laughs> but everybody is forcing me to be Michelle Obama constantly. And I'm like, God. so annoying. God. It's really annoying.
1: I hate, God. That. I hate
0: that. Hate that. I'm us. so excited we could see each other this week. I feel like we're back in the studio. <laughs>
1: no, that is crazy that we could see each other and it doesn't take up bandwidth, whatever that Shout means. Shout out to Eric for figuring it out because it was giving party line for the cuz the- <laughs> <laughs> it's giving party line. It was definitely giving party line um for sure but, uh, but um and we loved the party
0: line back in the day it was so fucking fun but let's get into this phase four because we all know everybody's on the fitness journeys and whatnot including us um so let's get into the four easy healthy meals all right that's our f- fave four for this week starting with
1: you So, these meals are easy as hell, and I feel like if anybody else was eating them, they probably would be depressed, but they work for me. (laughs) Just saying. So, first on the list, I have classic roasted red potatoes, green beans, and roasted chickpeas. Like, that is always, that always comes in clutch for me, personally, like- that gets the job done it's like you can't go wrong it's a protein it's a good starch roasted like if roasted red potatoes are good um and green beans like vegetables so So, delicious you know one of the top tier vegetables exactly top tier vegetables so yeah and you gotta saute i would say pan sear the green beans um personally that's what i like Mm. um also the next one is then this I I feel like this is will probably be the most depressing to some people but to me I so I so I feel like me and Eman are similar but Eman is more extreme to me. I don't like to eat a lot of stuff sometimes. Like I'm satisfied with just like the basic like the bare ass minimum. So this here I have, and this is, like, if you want a pinch, you just need, like, a protein, a vegetable, and, like, you want to have, like, a healthy carb. So I put black beans, rice, and tomatoes. Put some seasoning on that. It's um, delicious. If you want to get crazy, put some earth balance in the butter, I mean, in the um, rice, you know, salt and pepper. Like, it's so good. It's so simple. Add some guac if you like. Add if you real, if you feel a funky. <laughs> if you feel feeling real freaky, add some guacamole to it. Um... <laughs> the next one is once again old faithful buffalo chickpea salad so mm. i found a recipe for like it's about a minimalist baker and it's like this buffalo chickpea wrap and i made it before and i'm like oh this is really good um but the wraps um first of all i don't eat bread um but anymore um i did slip up last week and i don't regret (laughs) it It it's good but i don't but i don't eat bread not just slipping up (laughs) but yeah i don't eat bread um so i was like okay drop that um so i started putting into a salad and like the buffalo chickpea salad um the dressing you make it is maple syrup and hummus that sounds really crazy but it is so good the salad dressing the maples and i make my own hummus so it's maple syrup and hummus um with like red onions tomatoes you can like add like a vegan feta if you want to but yeah so buffalo chickpea salad can't go wrong with that Roasted roast the chickpeas um also um also for the so frank's red hot like the buffalo sauce that's not vegan because they have like butter extract in it um mm. so i just use crystals and i use earth balance i I put crystals in earth and melt some earth balance down Ooh. to get like a um so it can be like buffalo-y
0: i did not i've never tried that but i will because i have crystals and earth balance in the
1: refrigerator yep so that a perfect buffalo sauce mm. um also last but not least another old faithful roasted cauliflower Yes. and green beans you cannot go wrong with that um i never get tired of cauliflower like i just i don't it's i love superior it. exactly you can make it so many ways you can make it so many ways also like i started putting again you know i'm obsessed with the air fryer i put um i roasted the cauliflower in the air fryer because i'm like oh the oven like takes so long so yeah it would be done in like 15 minutes um in the air fryer i'm really gonna get an air fryer i'm not kidding yeah you got to because like especially if you somebody if you're a notorious roaster oh gosh because like a roast it, it, think about it like when you roast red potatoes it's like my dad made red potatoes in the oven they were Hours. good but it was an hour it literally was yeah. an hour in the air fryer uh eighteen, fifteen, 15 or 18 minutes like
0: and I have the time right now because, like, I be at work. So I'm like, all right, let me put these sweet potatoes in the oven for, like, an hour because I got, like, an hour's worth of meat in. So yeah. it could just be cooking while I'm sitting here. But I won't have that time one day. Like, I'm going to have to go back to work at some point. Yeah. And I'm not going to have the time. So I'm like, it's, it's, it's a matter of time. For to Because you don't need no barriers for healthy meals because exactly. the more barriers the
1: more likely you are to not eat healthy also i'm obsessed with the air fryer because you can use little to no oil like i didn't realize how because also like there's a drip um thing at the bottom so like all the oil drips out and i was making like um vegan like vegan nuggets like the frozen stuff and like you don't realize how much oil is already in that stuff until you cook it and like the oil like falls out of you making the air fryer and I'm like then you put an extra oil on top of that like it's just so much I use much. a lot of oil. So yeah, you use little to no oil for the air fryer. That's why I like it a lot. I use so
0: much olive oil um and i love the taste of it but i also want to get into avocado oil like i think you were talking about yeah yeah. you use it Uh, avocado avocado. um
1: oil yeah i want to start using that
0: okay was that your four that was my four cool well the first thing i want to say is the chia pudding the chia pudding because i need to get into that it's so good it's it's you can make it at night time so you put it in like a little jar or like a container or something you could do it's like the same recipe you use for overnight oats you could use with the chia pudding Mm -hmm. and it's packed with protein i got chia seeds too i'm actually gonna make some tonight because i made some like a, a few weeks ago and i'm like this is so good but you just put the chia seeds any type of almond milk you have or even if you have like some type of like vegan yogurt or yogurt you put that in there you add a little bit of vanilla mm-hmm. and like if you want it to sweeten it you can add like maple syrup agave you can add a little bit of brown sugar whatever you want to do if you'd like to sweeten it um and then you could put like fruit on top like some berries some strawberries bananas nope. apples whatever you want, but it's <laughs> so,
1: like, I love bowls, like, fruit bowls, you like, that's, like, do. my- <laughs> You do, you do, acai like, bowl. I almost said acai bowl, I cannot finish it, like, <sighs> it's so sweet to me. I'm like, please add, yes, please put
0: coconut and cheese, like, I love all that type of, you know, stuff. I actually saw somebody eating, like, this type of fruit bowl in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need that, like, I need that bowl so bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's one <laughs> recipe. Um, chick. So I've been doing this new thing with chickpeas, and you can like add them on anything. But it's like ch- you roast the chickpeas, um, and then right before they're done, you add this like Trader Joe's pineapple barbecue sauce. So it's so good. Oh it's yeah, so that good. sounds so good, yo. Okay,
1: it's you low key be get- you be getting freaky with sauces, Yvonne. Well, Karina be buying certain sauces,
0: <laughs> and I just be fucking. About i know
1: know you be i know you was anti-sauce for
0: a while i'm not anti-sauce it's just that like i don't be curious about them (laughs) like all right i'll get like a teriyaki Mm -hmm. you know that's me going crazy like (laughs) get teriyaki sauce but then like i just i know sauces can make like boring meals more interesting like if you just put a different sauce on your broccoli or your noodles then it's a whole new meal yeah so yeah we got
1: sriracha on my broccoli
0: so I like put nutritional yeast in my broccoli. Like that's Oh, not, I don't do that. I should do that. I love it. Like I like lemon garlicky. Cheesy type of broccoli, like that's my favorite thing. Mm. But um, yeah. So you add the pineapple barbecue sauce, and then you can like put it on top of rice. You can put it in like a wrap. You can put the chickpeas on top of a salad. Whatever you want to do, but it's so good. Like I ate it for lunch with some sweet potatoes and mushrooms. Like that's literally what I ate for lunch, and it was so good. Um, good. And something called farro, which is something I'm trying to replace rice with. It's like a grain that has. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah, I eat it from time to time. It's, it gives nothing. It gives me nothing, but it's not terrible. It's like quinoa. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, um, But it's a better replacement for rice, I'm hearing. Butternut squash soup. First of all, yeah. so damn good. And this is the time of year to eat it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the type type time of year to eat it. Um, It can last you for days at a time. It's super easy to make. Like you essentially just pulverize a butternut squash and like you can add pumpkin seeds on top or croutons if you wanted some extra crunch. Mm -hmm. There's so much you could do with it. Um and finally like I like this is I was doing this with some like regular noodles, but if you add like some chopped onions and garlic with noodles and then add like simply just arugula, simply kale, simply spinach, like a green, that's like a real easy Mm meal um i'm going to try this with chickpea noodles instead of the like bow tie noodles because i just want to try to replace uh pasta when i can but i'm not hard on myself about like pasta and rice because i don't i know that i'm eating so many vegetables that it's okay if i need some pasta rice to fill me up but anywhere i way way i can cut back on like a carb i'll try to
1: i like i mean i know secondly a carb but i like um i like brown rice pasta i didn't like the chickpea i like f- those noodles i didn't like the chickpea pasta that i had mm. um also there's some pasta that's made out of corn um and what else i'm trying to think other no, crazy. yeah i know in- pasta yeah it's like made out of corn and some other like grain but yeah there's a uh, tons of like it would be like under like gluten-free pasta but i like you didn't like mm. the brown rice one I love them. Oh, yeah, you did, because I, I made it. the mac and cheese. Yeah, that's what I made the mac and cheese. Yeah, I really just be for,
0: it's like, soon as I go to the market, I just gravitate towards the same things and forget to try new things. Yeah, We just were talking about this. I'm I'm such a creature of habit. You it's really like,
1: are, Imai. I don't
0: even mean to be. I just, when I go to the market, <laughs> my brain just go to, like, either things that look cool to me or mm-hmm. things that, like, are familiar. I don't even see other things. <laughs> I love trying new stuff at the market. It's literally... It gets me high. That's my drug choice. You're very great at it, too. I be feeling like I don't know what to pick, so I just get what I'm used to. Like, everything just be... It's just too much. It's too literally, to me. I
1: feel like, you know, on Squid Games, when they was playing red light, green light, it's just like that. It's just like, <laughs> you just like, just pick something. Got it.
0: But yeah, guys, that's it. Make sure you, like, try these recipes. Let us know if you have any questions. Share your healthy recipes, especially if they're vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah... Oh, real quick. I'm going to ask you something on the mic. So I've been following a lot of um, non, some non, I've been bookmarking some non-vegan recipes because mm-hmm. you know how we do. We see it and then we go, all right, I know how to make this non-vegan. Something I'm realizing is that people wash their like meat with whatever they want it to be flavored with. So if they want something that tastes like maybe like a Chick-fil-A sandwich, they would marinate the sandwich in like pickle juice because that's what they do at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. If you did the same thing to tofu would it kind of take on the flavor in the same way like Um, if i wash lemon i mean like lemon juice over tofu would my tofu taste lemony
1: yes it would but first you have to drink you have to drink. press press it it. you have to press the tofu to get most of the water out because that's where um the flavor comes in once you get the water out and then you soak because i um when i make my tofu nuggets i soak them in um vegan chicken broth um to get the chickening flavor but with tofu um i feel like the best tofu to use is like medium firm it's Mm -hmm. so annoying but this is like such a good technique you freeze it unfreeze it you you double freeze it so you freeze it unfreeze it you freeze it again the last time you unfreeze it that's the last time it changes the texture of it so Mm -hmm. it's more like pull apart like it'll be like more like if you make it something like chickeny and yeah. that really helps like soak in the flavor though but yes tofu literally can taste like whatever you want it to so it that works good and i use tofu i'm surprised i didn't put tofu down for any of my recipes because i use tofu so freaking much i
0: never use tofu but i got some of the refrigerator right now and i was like oh let's see if i can i'm gonna try
1: marinating it
0: yeah, you can see
1: what can happen. Mary, if you don't have, excuse me, if you don't have a tofu press, you can like use a um like you can uh put like books together, like set it yeah, on it. That's what uh, I'll be doing. Yeah. Or you can come I put, like by my house and p- pick up mine
0: yeah i was actually looking at a tofu press on a website that we shall not remain <laughs> yeah i
1: we got name. i got mine from there yeah i did <laughs> i
0: did um but yeah that's it for our pay for it let's get into
1: toast for a sis this week Ling. It's gonna be Angela Davis. Yes, and like no particular reason. Um, besides that, I started finally reading one of the Angela Davis books. I have I have two. Um, but I started reading um a book by her. The name of the book is it's a lengthy title, and I want to get this right, so let me say so let me pop my shit. So Angela Y. Davis, Freedom is a constant struggle, Ferguson, Palestine and the Foundations of a Movement. So started reading that today um and just wanted to give her a shout out for also like it's so easy because i feel myself like giving up sometimes it's so easy to just like give up because something just seems so hard because you don't know like you know you want to dissimulate capitalism and stuff like that but just like what's the plan like what's the plan everything keeps on getting worse and worse but she makes um what's great about angela davis is that she is not shaming people for Mm -hmm. you know being products of capitalism or like falling into it she's just like okay you know understand that this is going on but here's the things that we can do to ease it and also making parallels between like for instance the big thing in the book is making a parallel between Ferguson and Palestine and why Mm -hmm. that supporting Palestine is supporting um you know going what's going on with like the black you know you know what's going on in the black community in america or you know elsewhere how um drawing parallels to make it people understand um also she you know saying things like you don't have to be like very militant in your activism to care um Mm -hmm. once you draw those parallels you know people more people are more likely to be like oh i see where you're coming from you know it's very refreshing um to you know hear her speak that way because you know with uh internet activism and things like that it's so hard to feel it's easy to feel like you have to be you know angry militant and be like you're canceled i'm not even gonna try to explain anything to you whatever yeah but you know do
0: or die culture it,
1: exactly so listening to her and be like you know um this is wrong but here's a way that we can make it right it's just so refreshing and like um i feel very privileged to be able to read um her work into just know of who she is um and i feel like we should um try to learn more about um you know the people that came before us especially the black women that came before us and also like just um try to you know get into like you know their philosophies and things like that and also give them their flowers while they're here don't even have to do anything yeah, that is.
0: Um, that's why I was so happy to see that she was our pick for phase Four and to think about like what she was doing at such a young age. Angela Davis was in college yeah, for the time. She like her notability. She really was in came. college
1: in Europe. She was studying She's- in Europe. She
0: was so young and she was making so many big changes and she's, re- she's gone through so much and they were trying to make her pay such a heavy price for like standing up for what she believed mm-hmm. they being be in the government. Mm-hmm. And she kept going and it just yep. kind of gives you the motivation to be like, well, what do I have working against me? You yeah. know, sometimes when you want to become, when you feel like, Oh, let me give up or let me be complacent. And it's just like, no, like, everything everything is connected everything matters and we all have to like sacrifice for community for mm-hmm. the sake of our community exactly. we all have to and
1: she was raising so much hell that they thought that she was a founding member of the black panthers and so she was like i was in college when he when the black panthers were founded and mm-hmm. then i didn't start it but she was so smart
0: <laughs> yeah. um i don't know if you ever seen i think it's called i don't know if it's called the black panthers mixtape or the black it is Power she mixtape.
1: talked about that um she was talking about that and what i'm reading and i need i think i watched it but i have to watch it again yeah i need to watch it again um but
0: her fucking energy and power just like wow like every time i wear my afro i hope people think i'm her like mm-hmm. i hope people understand that's what i'm trying to channel exactly you know, shout out to her and now I'm, that's gonna be my next rig because like um i feel like that might be like the motivation i need because i don't work for a non-profit anymore and i Feel disconnected from mm-hmm. my community a little bit more, mm-hmm. but uh just that idea—like you don't have to. There are different ways to be connected to community outside of just like boots on the ground.
1: Yeah, no, sure, it's very true.
0: So yeah, shout out to Ange, shout out to Auntie Ange. <laughs> um, let's get into this tea time, uh, we, TV dinner. Let's start with Euphoria. <laughs> um, this week's episode different formatting than i've probably ever seen in a show i was really confused i was so
1: confused because i'm like is any of this real okay any of this real i got you know the nate thing that was absolutely not real fantasy Um, but other things i'm like what is going on where are we at like i feel like there should be like for shows in general i feel like and even movies like i feel like reel it back with the um <laughs> dream sequences because <laughs> just bring okay. it back a little bit because once you do that it's like are you telling the story are you trying are you with i feel like you're withholding information from us at a certain point yeah and also i start to feel like rue like am i high exactly because like-, like i mean we're gonna get to it um down the line but like that dream sequence with like cat and like her uh, boyfriend we gotta Kat. wait
0: we like, gotta wait to get to that because that's the only that's the number one thing that I was like <laughs> I was laughing so hard <laughs> what oh my god so yeah we'll we'll get there yeah. Uh, Rue. circle back.
1: yeah Rue um I don't know why anybody thinks that she's so <laughs> her mom is a fool She is not sober at all. Um, It's very clear that she is not sober. Um, Anybody can see that. Um, Also, it seems like my my thing is, I mean, I know people still do that, but like she's still going to the meetings, even though she is clearly not sober. I think she wants to get
0: sober. Yeah, I think she does. I think she's at that point in her drug use now where it's just like, I guess, functional drug addict, you know? where she's able to do everything she needs to do, but she probably knows that she needs to stop. But I thought it was so wild when she said, if my dad was alive, I probably still would be doing this shit. Yeah, Like that is something that like, I kind of felt about Rude too. Like I yeah. felt like it's something like, yes, I definitely think her dad drove her there, but I think it seems like her character has felt a little bit isolated, like her whole life. And, has had trouble with like distress her whole her whole life, but that's like such a weird thing to admit Not weird. It's not weird at all. It's
1: such a interesting thing to admit. It's so that, honest because like, also yeah, like I almost like circling back to season one. She also is like severely mentally ill, mm-hmm. and you know that like <clears throat> when a lot of people are severely mentally ill, to feel a sense of normalcy, they do depend on um substances because sometimes somebody who you know takes antidepressants honestly like i feel like i've been on them for so long that has definitely worn off it's like to the point where i only take them because if i don't i'll get a headache so Mm. it's like to the point where like i feel like it's just not really working so i feel i understand when like other people are like I'm not going to take this prescription drug. I want to do something stronger because this is going to, you know it makes me feel X,YZ because at a certain point your body gets used to you know the prescription stuff or like you know also it's hell one getting a diagnosis. Two is hell getting medicine for the diagnosis and it's way harder to get medicine when you are black um and the medicine is not easy to be on
0: yeah it's it really has not is wild it? side effects to yeah. your body like i took antidepressants for a bit the just just the lulls that i would have i'm like i didn't when i said i didn't want to be dep- anxious because my problem really was more anxiety yeah i didn't mean i didn't want to feel anything yeah <laughs> that's happens like it fucks with your sex drive heavy sometimes mm-hmm out and I was like not trying to be funny but that's when I was like yeah I can't do this when I'm they start say, fucking with the sex drive yeah mine's
1: not working because um, nothing can stop me <laughs> nothing no. can stop me sorry <laughs> I said huh yeah she's broken <laughs> that's another thing so people are like you know I don't want to deal with that so I'm yeah. going to you know turn to this heavy ass street drug um, Yes. so yeah I definitely understand that Um, I feel like she is definitely I'm I'm just trying to think like what is the turning point of her wanting to get to, like get sober because it's scary because coming to the next thing we're gonna talk about, she has met Elliot. Elliot. Pete Davidson. Exactly. And they I like Elliot for some reason. Yeah, he, he don't bother me. Um they are going to be each other's downfall. Um because <sighs> and also because rue is so young she feels i feel like um she thinks that he understands her just because he's an addict as well mm-hmm. and it's like there's more to a friendship and a relationship to bond over than drugs because it's like they don't even have real conversations and like when she was saying I, that like about love and so he's like uh oh. Yeah, like just asking basic ass questions.
0: But he was pointing out some things to where, like, that her death of her father was new because she was like, Yeah, "Yeah, I guess it is recent. You know what I mean? So I felt like they were having conversations that her and Jules don't have. Mm. I feel like with Jules and Rue, it's all flowy skirts and like bike (laughs) rides and shit. But I did feel like. yeah, it's just really whimsical and cute. Like, don't get me wrong. But I felt like with Elliot, he was asking her questions that she about things she never said out loud. Yeah, she yeah, probably right. never told nobody <clears throat> before that, you know, I would have still been doing this shit rather yeah. my dad was dead or alive. People just assume that she's doing drugs because her dad died. Yeah. They're not really asking her why she's doing Nobody asks her why. Because I feel like once people deem something as bad, they don't want to know why but why is so important to -hmm. to
1: everything people do and you know what it's funny that you put that up because now i'm thinking about it i feel like jewel's whole thing is more like you're hurting me by doing this like you're hurting me um yes you're stressing me out by doing this it's not like you know why are you doing this like you know what happened like it's not really like trying to get to the root of um why she's you know doing drugs also like I personally I don't know maybe it's just me but I don't see Rue and Elliot like being a thing like I just see them as being friends I see Elliot liking her but her not liking Elliot exactly I see that um for sure she's lying to Jules
0: too which makes me think that maybe she likes him too yeah or maybe she just want to be around him and not her um, maybe that's true it could it, be that it could be that but but she around Fez and it's not that same sense of lying oh well she's not
1: doing drugs with us. so yeah he's just the dealer yeah. um but yeah that was crazy Jules and Elliot definitely hit a face off um did not it, expect that and Jules lost cause she walked away crying I'm like been there been there sister crying that
0: when you walk away like oh, okay but then you turn around and go <laughs> shaking that little ass
1: Bob <laughs> She was sick. That bob was vibrating. She was crying. She was so sick. I'm like, stand up! Stand up! Stand up! <laughs> she was not trying to hear
0: none Yo, of it. Yo, poor Jules, but um, she'll be back. She went bowling and she was fine. Um, so, I'm laughing because on the outline, you said the deal with Cassie. <laughs> Saying what's the deal? is peak white dad behavior. <laughs> phone and i wrote there, like yeah what is the deal with uh (laughs) nate so first of all this is this is something i'm learning about men that euphoria illustrated perfectly Mm -hmm. when nate was in the hospital he was dreaming about getting cassie pregnant he was dreaming about sex with her he was just fantasizing about her vulnerability and how could i ever miss her but his actions said none of that exactly and that's why you can't take these niggas seriously because that's <laughs> how men be seriously no men, group. men I'm the more I I listen to men and the more I like like I'm listening to Will Smith's uh autobiography mm-hmm. right now and he was just talking about how he went to a different world set looking for Jada Pinkett but instead he met his first wife and he married her, but he went there looking for another woman and was essentially in love with Jada Pinkett his entire first marriage. So that's how some people do. Like they just, there's this pressure for them to do, make make some decisions versus what they feel and just stand in the messiness. They would rather fake it, like for whatever reason. Like So seeing Nate be one way, and then act like you know Matt, he was all think things were all good, but Maddie was weird. Um, but seeing how Cassie behaved, oh my god,
1: I hate a doughy eye <laughs> hoe. That's something I hate. No, that I'm like now you done pissed me off. Like that is definitely a character trope that I cannot stand because first of all, none of this was going to work. It was never going to work out and it should have never happened. Yes, N- is Nate a terrible person? Yes, he's horrible. But regardless but are... of that, that was your best friend's ex-boyfriend and he abused your best friend. Multiple times. On multiple <laughs> occasions. Yeah, multiple
0: times. And then like, he, you know, she's calling, I hate when girls do this. Stand up. Stand <laughs> up. I hate when they fucking call people and be like, "So what are you thinking? Can we talk? Like, what are you thinking? Like, how are you feeling?" I have never, even when I be sick on my stomach, I stand up. And exactly. I'm like, no way.
1: No fucking way. Might be way. wobbling, but i am a stand up. Also- well, I might be weak
0: from crying in, in private, but I'm not gonna be begging you to come see me. But that's what he like about
1: her. Exactly. Also. um, when he was like, "This can't get out." That is the scariest type of a white man. This can't he get. He said, out.
0: "Never put that in writing again." Yeah,
1: that's what it was. <laughs> never.
0: <laughs> he said, "Until Nate told her, never put that in writing again." It that was up.
1: scary. That was so scary. And when he was driving her, all oh, I'm like, "Is this thing going to kill her?" That's what I was thinking. And, and it's she like, didn't know either. She didn't know either. The, I could
0: tell by expression on her face. But
1: she was so excited to get a tongue in her box. No, but
0: uh, I was so mad. When he pulled her... First of all, why you got to drive me to the other side of town just to tell me it ain't going to work? said, I, I never been here before. He said, look, okay, so yeah, it was all a mistake and I think we should stop. This bitch get out the car and start running around a construction site. That was so irritating. Been, I would have been hot. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Where does she go? I'm not one thing about me, if you get out my car and start running, I'm sitting right there until you decide to come back. I'm I don't got no hard hat on. I'm not going to a <laughs> construction site and a fucking brick knocked me across my head because you want to be acting like a damsel in distress because I told you I won't continue to cheat with you. But instead, what did that sicko do? He ate her out. <laughs>
1: And she thought, so well, I did shower a day. Also, like, somebody brought this up on Twitter. They was like, I never see anybody in Euphoria take a real shower. When she had that blood on her and she just wiped it off. On brand. They got something, right? <laughs> that was so nasty. Lexi well, was disgusted. That Yeah, she was like, is that Nate's blood? Like, Why that, didn't you wash it off? <laughs> yeah, like, that was just... Yeah. So I, it's safe to say that I am just like, I, that pissed me off so bad. It's so dumb. And also like seeing the clip of next week when like he bump into her and like, like, first of all, she jolly as hell smiling. And then he bump into her like he don't know her. And she looked like, what girl It's not going to work out. First of all, if like <laughs> somebody told me never put that in writing, that is embarrassing. That is but she huge. also should have never put it in writing. Like, why are you being like you
0: super incriminating? Um, <laughs> one thing, <laughs> how you incriminating yourself like that? Um, and then I know we about to get into it with Nate's dad, but <laughs> I'm start, he I'm really starting to wonder if Nate is a bad guy versus is he just taking up for his father who is a bad guy because this all comes because I kind of forgot why Fez and Nate had their beef until yeah, too. Nate said it to his dad yeah. about how like well maybe I got my ass beat because <laughs> Fez found out through Rue and Jules that a certain dad was fucking on students and recording it without their knowledge and all that shit and then you know, they were planning to leak it to the police and maybe I got my ass beat because I was trying to keep them hush-hush. And it was like, essentially, that's what he was doing. And Nate is, I know he looks 42, <laughs> but he's supposed to be a teenager. And I'm like, that is a very teenager thing to feel like you let me bully somebody so that they don't get my dad in trouble. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, he is definitely fucked up. But sometimes I wonder, like, is he as bad or is his dad just a real villain and he just is almost like sometimes like a victim of his father's creepiness
1: true i mean but he his was dad is, his dad is a, ter- a terrorist he is but he was you know whipping up on maddie so um
0: that's what but, i mean
1: like he that he was abusive he yeah. was. <laughs> he's whipping up on him. Well he was he was putting his hands
0: on maddie he shouldn't have done that but i'm just saying like it, i don't know i start to see like
1: yeah the par- character had no chance exactly because his dad is just also like maybe because like i didn't realize how fuzzy i was from the first season but i'm like i did not know nate had a mom I Didn't know that but um <laughs> but anyway I'll um, say
0: that woman his
1: dad first of all something real quick why do we have to see his dad like, why do we have to see that um know. moving on and then the actor came on twitter and was like it was me like, <laughs> He said, I know you are always wonder who's getting that and he was like dreams come true <laughs> it, was, it was a bit much and he took a picture with him like the actor who was like Nathan who was smiling He's like, yep, that was me. And somebody was like, wait, was he really doing it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot to unpack there. But <laughs> um when he I'm gonna
0: let that be. Um, but shout out to that person for their dream coming true. <laughs> um, moving on, Lexi a fucking rider. Cause she she, de- she definitely
1: biked across town to let Fez know, or not really. Wait, hold on. Before we, before we get there. Why did their mom let Nate's dad come in the house and press her kids?
0: Because that's what happens when it ain't no damn dad in the house for some people. My mom would have been
1: like, listen, I drive the boat (laughs) around here. Okay. She is a dingbat. Like she really (laughs) let that man, (laughs) she really let that man, he is so creepy. Come in there and press
0: her kids. He's like, yeah, and I'm friends with the police uh, sheriff. And he said his name. My mom would be like, it's one head bitch in <laughs> charge up in here. And her name is me. Okay? But my thing you is... you not about to come up in here and threaten my kids.
1: Let's see how friendly you are with the police when them tapes leak. <laughs> also, another thing police is here. And also, he was calling... He was essentially calling Cassie a liar. He yeah. Like, She's
0: like, she said, I already told you everything I know. He's like, I don't believe that that's the truth.
1: My mom right you call him my child liar you calling my house called my child liar also um he when he when Nate confronted him he says i didn't know she went to your school he didn't say first I did she, a, and it, he said i didn't know she went to your school and then he said do you have the tape yeah he said Nate,
0: do you <laughs> i'd have ran out the run i'd be like mom
1: i'm like he, don't he, ask I, me that I, question he, uh-huh
0: don't ask me <laughs> if I had the tapes, cause now, now now I think Nate gonna have to kill his dad. I'm sorry.
1: Oh my god. He's gonna have to. It's gonna be real crazy. That's who he, he wanna kill anyway. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Might as well do it. That's the last infinity stone. But um also, okay, so now going to Fez and Lexi. Um <sighs> yeah, she definitely rider. She ran a bike
0: down there and was like You know she got choked up at the last <laughs> minute, but she 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 did enough. Faz could tell by the expression on her face mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Like, I liked that he was like, something ain't right. Because yep. she shouldn't even be here, one, <laughs> for a drink. She can't, She was just looking for a beverage. <laughs> like, what? You biked across town to get a a Sprite? <laughs> and then she was looking at the malt liquor. Had no clue what it was, me. <laughs> I loved it. I love, what's her name? Faye or Faith? The uh, new of, girl that has... <laughs> I fucking love Faye. I'm you are you so nasty? She's so I love fucking Faye. I love her so much.
1: She's so annoying. <laughs> I
0: like her. Because I know she crazy as shit. She's like, a are, are you the cops? are you the cops? She's gonna bite that nigga from the back of his fucking head or something. I know she's the type of person that, like, I want on my team if the shit hit the fan because she's doing anything. Yeah, she's crazy. She killed the man. And she'll do it again. I know she'll do it again with that stare. Also, like, why
1: somebody said. Somebody said that Fez should have just dropped her off the police station and gave her a blanket and rolled and like rode off. But like, I was so happy to see she was back. Last. I, was, I was like, oh, my God, I was so scared I'll never see that character again. Because like he got too much going on in that house. He <laughs> love taking care of people anyway. He got so much going on in that house. And wait, is his grandma still alive? Barely. Oh yeah, that's not yeah. That's what I don't. Sorry, somebody made a joke about some her feet and his <laughs> grandma or something like. But I <laughs> forgot yeah, what the joke was. But yeah, I thought that. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I did not expect to see her. I was like, they trying to piss me off because like she makes me nervous because I feel like she will get them caught.
0: I think she's gonna be she gonna turn out to be a fan favorite. <laughs> <We just laughs> tried to no, you. So- <laughs> Ashtray was hot. you laughing at her though. <laughs> no, she when I found out she killed somebody, I was like, Oh,
1: she's crazy. But you yeah.
0: like getting a fucking vent. I love you.
1: The, oh, yeah, Ashtray. First of all, him play about uh, Fez but Faz
0: really needs to take care of somebody Either. so F- Faye definitely makes sense to me being in there yeah, her you coming know, at Zedaya Neck and that, be like you fucking
1: <laughs> junkie.
0: Call her. She's like,
1: you're fucking, you're junkie. fucking
0: junkie. <laughs> junkie all cause she was doing heroin and nobody went down with it like what but yeah uh, Lexi it let let him know and I was I really thought that that man was gonna come up there and try to shoot Faz. I was so he is such a scary character he's so scary it's wild he really got the range because he played um Dr Sloan and me right? and he was yeah Mc and he was like the lovable goof yeah he was, he's, <laughs> he was so lovable that <clears throat> spoiler when his character died I took one month off the show <laughs> oh yeah you did because <laughs> I was hot. I was, oh, hell no. No, they didn't just kill one of my favorite characters, Mark Sloan, in the saddest way possible. He was so lovable. So seeing him in this dark, creepy, he has, this is like, he got the range, he for sure.
1: He is terrifying. Like, I am so, I was panicking watching him, like, in that yeah. convenience store. He is so scary, so vicious. Like, he got the white,
0: like, the, the, the man Karen down. Like, he got that man Karen act down. Like, yeah. just a concerned father. The whole time,
1: Concerned you father, out here sleeping with people. Nasty <laughs> ass and recording. On tape. It. Like,
0: On tape. you are sicko.
1: You sick freak!
0: <laughs> How'd you call another sick freak? Oh, real quick. I know this ain't on the outline, but Rue,
1: mom, and the <laughs> counselor. My girl, stop playing, stop doing it. That's exactly why this girl <laughs> fucked up. Now when, he said, "I'm a 55 year
0: old <laughs> crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I need to." <laughs> I'm like, at least you know that this is weird. Because I start getting concerned with them being in a car together. That's how my brain is trained. That when I see a grown man do anything nice, I'm like, watch him. <laughs> watch him. No, for real. Then the no, fact no. that he's a no.
1: This is also, huh? this is just a small thing. This nigga want to ask her, does she know this jazz song? I'm like, she's 17. <laughs> she was like, bro, what? He's like, bah, da,
0: bah, da, bah. <laughs> I hate when people do stuff like that, like tap the steering wheel and shit. I hate that. So, he um goes in. His mom's like, he's cute. I'm like, come anybody but my AA dude. Like She is, um, her, her
1: mom, she done pissed me off. They might as well make her the <sighs> white parent. Honestly. So, what, Stormy not booked this season? I haven't seen the sister at all. Oh, yeah, but she definitely gonna be in because, you know, we saw her crying ass screaming in the preview. <laughs> One thing about her, she going to cry. <laughs> and hard. Scream. Oh, my
0: God. But, yeah, I'm very excited for um, next week's episode of this season. I want to know what's... Like, I just feel like Nate got to kill us. It. That's all I got to say. And I feel like Maddie got to kill Cassie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only
0: logical thing.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about Kat. Oh, yeah. So, um i thought it was brilliant but um but anyway not that <laughs> not that scene that skeeved me out and i never used that word before but it really skeeved me out that her boyfriend because like she was talking to they were like how's you know i forgot his name ethan is that his name i might be saying sure, it because not? let's say his name is ethan <laughs> no, like, uh, her boyfriend his name is ethan but he um she was like he was great and then they showed that sequence, and I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Also, why was the guy? I get it, it's HBO. Why was he speaking dark redly <laughs> Because guess so, her, her fantasy was actually for Jason
0: Momoa, and to like, and, and listen, I get it. I'm not arguing. That's my fantasy and too. Clacking her down. But uh, it was so her not her <laughs> trying to pretend like she was against it. She's like, "I can't." <laughs> she's like, "I mean, whatever. Like, if you tell me to, that was so funny." That was, I just was like, okay, like, wow. <laughs> that was. But like, I still don't get what happened. Like, was she fantasizing that her boyfriend was the Dothraki, was was the cow Drogo, or was I think it she was, just a fantasy and, and she never got fucked? Like, I don't get it. I
1: feel like it was a fantasy. She was, she, her boyfriend was getting killed. She's like, oh, I don't want him. I don't care what happens to him. But her real, her fantasy was, this is the real person that I want. So
0: she's fantasized. I think that, like, you know, she made the pros and cons list. And one of the red flags that she stuck out about her man was that he loves me. So my loving you is not a reason to love them back, unfortunately. And it's. I know, I think that that's the beautiful part about being a teenager is you start to unpack those Mm -hmm. things and realize the complexities of emotions. Like it really is not enough for someone to love you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to kind of see that at some point for you to like understand real love versus the fake shit. Mm -hmm. So I think it was important for Kat to see that. I also thought like the Dothraki scene was her realizing that like her, sexual desires are really really like off the wall and that's okay because it doesn't you're what you get turned on by doesn't have to be socially acceptable mm-hmm. it just has to be consentful yeah And not <laughs> weird it. um also consentful yeah
1: also i feel like um what's i gonna say the pros and cons list um that's when after she made that she had the breakdown was like because like I know it's not fair. Like, if somebody don't love their self, they still deserve, you know, that don't mean like, oh, I'm going to hate you because you hate yourself or whatever. But I feel like she's having a hard time accepting the love because she don't love herself. Because, like, if somebody loves me, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, (laughs) like, of course. But, like, she's like, why do you like me? Like, and I feel like I really felt that as somebody who was a bigger girl in high school, um mm-hmm. and I was in a long-term relationship in high school and when I first got with my boyfriend um I was like didn't believe that he wanted to be my boyfriend and also like as we um you know, our relationship progressed and like he, you know, expressed that he did, you know, love me. I felt like, oh, like this is fake. And so I started doing a lot of like self-sabotaging things because I felt like I didn't deserve it because I didn't look like, you know, those girls on the Disney channel who had boyfriends. And also like out, out of my friend group, like, I probably was one of the, I mean, a lot of us had boyfriends, but, like, the fact that I was a bigger and I had, like, this long-term relationship, it just was so bizarre to me that I'm, like, I mm. feel like I didn't deserve it. So, like, I really felt, fe- uh, I really felt felt for Kat in um, that, because I'm, like, I know how that is being, you know, because, like. Out of all the relationships, even though we broke up, like, in a dumbass way, but out of all the relationships, like, we had a pretty healthy relationship. It was pretty healthy, like, and I, I felt like people saw you
0: in some, like, kind of the same way that people see Kat. It's like, okay, yeah, like... It's, this is a person who may not be thin but is still very, like, attractive and dresses cool but that's, like, I guess public opinion is, like, not a fix mm-hmm. on how people feel about themselves yeah. and I think that, like you said, that's Kat's issue and she's a teenager yeah, too. Yeah,
1: because nobody says anything about her weight, really, like, no, nobody talks about it's, like, it's mental. It is, all in her head so, like, I definitely felt for her and also, like, I like because I can't imagine being a teen growing up, because, like, don't get me wrong i feel like it is so great for teens to be growing up in an era where you know people are like self-love and you know all that stuff like that but i can't imagine um being a teen and having because like you know i had my moments where i'm like i hate this like whatever like that and then like you know obviously i got over it but like that is constantly like the shiny um thing and we're going to talk about this actually later way later but like you know self like self love, like wash your hair, do this, look in the mirror, like you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I can't imagine being a teen and like consuming it. Cause sometimes, like on some days, even as a grown woman, like I'm just like, all right, bitch, like I'm having that a bad gonna fix it. Yeah. I'm not... gonna fix yeah, exactly. Like I'm having a bad day. Like I mean today I had a pretty good like um personally like speaking um I actually had a good day today because, you know, I got up early, I cleaned the kitchen, I did some reading I actually cooked um, and I thought about like, you know, my goals and stuff applied to some jobs. Like I felt, watched a movie, I felt productive. Like I had a good day because I didn't just like sit in the bed. Um, But some days, like, you know, I had a moment like, you know, a few months ago where like I wanted to go to the gym so bad mentally, but physically I just was like, my body, I just was like, I'm just having a moment and like Iman and my cousin was like, you know, just take a moment, like just, you know, don't pressure yourself. Don't feel bad. And I just sulked for like a week. And then the next week I was up, I was ready, you know? So I don't like being a teen because like now I'm like I don't feel bad for having bad days but I feel like you know from the scope of a teenage girl growing up in like this you know self-love like it's so aggressive I feel like it's hard it's easy to feel bad for having a bad day and
0: also <clears throat> like I was on tiktok like just you know scrolling it's on crazy the you on here, page, yo. and it was like this one girl who was like She was dark skin. Um, She had natural 4C hair. She did not have a Coke bottle figure. And she was like plus size. And the war on her, the war on her confidence was crazy. So it's like self-love is only, it's like, it's only for people that look a certain way. Because how dare you love yourself if you don't fit certain beauty standards? People attack you and just like, no way. Why are you confident? How dare you feel this way? How dare you? And the girl wrote in the comments like, first of all, I have been dealing with people like you my whole life. There's nothing y'all can say to me to make me feel bad. But that's just like how you know that the self-love sometimes can be... Um, it's even discrimination in like a virtual space where mm-hmm. if you're not considered beautiful enough, people say then you don't need to love yourself. Actually, yes. you need to stop loving yourself. And also sometimes it could be frustrating when, I guess like people who are conventionally attractive mm-hmm. are the face of self-love movement because mm-hmm. it's like well of course like that's what pat i mean pat who the fuck is that that's what <laughs> pat was saying of course you love yourself you fucking look great yeah are here exactly. you got perfect hair day mm-hmm. and stuff like that and there were some other representations too that were like attacking her but i just start to notice that like the face of health the face of uh, self-care the face of even 4C hair mm-hmm. it has to look a certain way before that- people like get behind it so yeah but so, yeah we more
1: to come on that later on yeah so so true so true
0: oh my gosh I want to talk about enc- Encanto do we have time look at <sighs> the uh, dang. can we do it in 10 minutes we probably think we can, can do it in 10 minutes
1: let's do it okay <laughs> I really want to talk about Encanto because it was such a good movie. It was such a good movie. Um Okay, music. I had wow. high hopes for it and it did not disappoint. I really liked it a lot. First of all, I love big family stuff. So Same. I was so the other night it was crazy because the other night I couldn't sleep, so I started looking at the Encanto family tree. Um, cuz i was like getting confused like with the uh with the siblings and i'm like mm-hmm. okay i get it now um but yeah so i just loved it because it was a big family like that's so exciting to me like i feel like that's literally my dream is just to have all these kids and like live in this house like i love it amazing i love I this i love
0: it i also love that the uncle was hiding in the walls cuz he just <laughs> like honestly though it's just like having a big family it's just like the and the Somebody sisters are the freak movie. But the sequence of the movie is exactly what it's like to have a big family. Mm-hmm. You see all these people, and you, like, like from the outside looking in, like, because I have a huge family. And when people first see my family, they're like, this is fun. <laughs> but the more you stick around, <laughs> <laughs> the more bullshit you see. So it's just like, and that's, that was it. It was like, you know, this beautiful cherry song and this and the other. But the more the movie goes along, you start to see that, like, Abuela don't fucking play. Uh that the uncle has his shit, the strong sister, you, I was first of all, I was so happy to see. I didn't see that coming. When I saw the sister being really really strong like mm-hmm. physically, I thought that was so cool because usually uh people try to make like strong women like the laughing matter mm-hmm. like of something, and as a bigger woman, I hate that portrayal of like strong, big women, mm-hmm. and I like that this character just was like, No, I'm strong, and I'm not even fucking like hiding it and I was like, that's really important for like like young girls to see, yes, because a lot of times like cartoons are like anti-women being strong. Mm -hmm. And if they are strong, it's just like, they got to go through all these feats. Like, mulan to be strong so it's like it was just nice to see her right out of the gate like yeah everybody know her and love her for mm-hmm. this but also there's a double bond to being strong
1: like, and how when she was like you know what i'm actually sensitive like i'm I am very such i'm strong but i'm very sensitive and like how when she was saying how, this is another thing this is what i liked about frozen too but she was saying like i'm strong but if i'm not helpful i feel useless and mm-hmm. I feel like that is such a powerful thing to say. Like, I don't know if that's just like a femme thing, like woman thing. Like, but like, I sometimes, you know, feel like they like, if you can't fix somebody's problem, you're like, oh
0: my gosh, like, I am just, I'm useless. Like what the, what in a relationship one time, like this guy me, like he could cook for himself. He made good money. Mm -hmm. Everything that I guess a woman was supposed to do for a man, like cook and be nurturing and decorate, he was actually all good at those things himself. And I found myself saying, well, then what do you need me for? And I'm like, what? Like, do now do I like minimize my value in somebody's life to be like decorating and cooking when I had actually no intention to do that anyway. So it was like what, like that feeling of needing to be useful or I need to make money so that I could be strong and so I could take care of all these people. It is definitely it it seems like thoughtful, but it can be toxic sometimes.
1: Yeah, very true. Also like Abuela, first of all she was She was so fucking mean. Like I could not take it. Like, she was so mean. Like, why did you do that to Mirabel? Like, you really- Mirabelle was so fucking sweet. She was so freaking sweet. Such a good being. Like, but, she was so nasty. worried about that damn candle. Yeah, and, like, I-, I
0: love that because, you know, at the end, we start to learn that Abuelita, I don't, what are they calling her, Abuelita or Abuela. Abuela. Okay. I don't know why I'm getting fancy. Like <laughs> don't know why I'm saying I believe it, but anyway. It's I think I'm getting confused with the house, which is the name Casita. Oh anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abuela was uh like first I understood um like her like wanting to protect her family. Yeah, of course. Because of her story and you know, her losing her husband and mm-hmm. that being their miracle. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, you cannot make her feel like that like at what point does your granddaughter's feelings come into play like you you have to know that she might feel like shit for being the only one without powers and not knowing why yeah but then also it's like i love the the explanation at the end like i was so worried about preserving the family miracle that i neglected the family and i also think that that could be the burden that like a lot of single moms have mm-hmm. like that they have to the protection factor is turned up so much that sometimes they don't be as like nurturing or as sweet as they want to be mm-hmm. i know like my mom is just getting more nurturing and sweet now that i'm older but i think that because when Same, i was younger she's she not, she single mom. Was, yeah, she not <laughs> but like i feel like it's something about like Certain types of moms, they be so busy protecting you mm-hmm. and you can't see it that they can seem like they are being mean,
1: you know? Yeah, I get Or it. they are
0: being mean, 100%. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Abuela was being a bitch. She was. She
1: was turb. Like, when she was like, what did she say? Like, she said, you messed up everything or something. Like, she's like, what have you done? It's like, damn. That hurt me. Also, like, the fact that, like, nobody, everybody just like, saw bruno's visions as like oh that's bad news that's you know whatever nobody like i feel like tried to hone in that like okay like okay this might have been a terrible thing like all right he said it's gonna be rainy on your um wedding day but also you she had a power where you know she could control the weather and she also was anxious because it's her wedding day Mm mm-hmm so,
0: I'm just saying, Exactly. Like, so, it's not... He don't create the future. He just tells it. But when he tells it, he creates it. <laughs> so, it's just like, what comes first? The chicken or the
1: egg, you know? Also, one more thing. That town was so damn needy. Like, I get yeah. it. Giving back to your community and stuff like that. But, like, when, you know, shit was hitting the fan, they were so worried about themselves. Like, what are y'all giving back? Like, I mean, they brought- the- food, I guess, whatever, but they were so damn needy. Like, when What the- would y'all have done with y'all
0: donkey if somebody didn't have super strength? You would have fucking lured it yourself. Right? Because,
1: like, yeah. on that walk, she had to get the donkeys, had to put their house up. Somebody was asking her for something else. Like, they just was like, I'm like, yo, I watched a lot of Disney movies with, like, towns and stuff like that. By far, the most neediest town. The most at. neediest town They were so needy. Um, what about, um the sister that like had to be perfect all the time oh yeah so my only qualm about that and i know you know I'm not am darker audience but like her dress was ugly as shit when mm. they did that color i hate and one of my mutual said this too i hate when they do that to pretty girls and like just do something that's ugly as hell those like okay the middle color i got that because that was the colors of the colombian flag that was like the, when she first did the colors and stuff but the Mm -hmm. last dress when it was like very dark i don't like it i hated it I hated her. I felt like it was like a cornball
0: transition to being rebellious, but it was it was,
1: it was very cornball. I, that was definitely I. I was like, all right, this for the kids. They gonna like yeah. That. But I, like I felt like it just
0: was very symbolic, and it was like, okay, she definitely did, she gave nothing, but <laughs> like I get it. Um, but she turned the flowers into the cactus for the first time, and was like, wow, look what I created from being angry. I really did identify with that as well because some sometimes like you really do be doing everything possible to keep shit perfect but it's like the mo- the moment you say fuck it be the moment where things happen for you mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm sorry start- I feel like I'm finally starting to get that in my life because I'm really like taking my foot off the gas and on cruise control with a lot of things and like shit is starting to like the things that i thought i was doing before are starting to come now that i actually relax yeah like yeah no even true. fitness like not being such a fitness addict is making fitness easier yeah not being a, a crazy person about my diet is making food easier so i just thought that her creating that cactus when she was pissed off is like wow like when i stopped being perfect i actually created the most beautiful thing i've ever created before mm-hmm. um question before you move on is Maribel's what her final power was that she could
1: save everybody right I guess so I actually was going to ask you that too because it wasn't very <laughs> clear to me yeah, I me guess um that she because when she because like her door was like the front door so I yes. guess that she was like the backbone of the family um but also like i don't really explain why she got her power so late but i Mm -hmm. feel like maybe she had to like earn it also she was a middle child um so i don't know maybe she had to like work extra hard to earn her power um and also oh i think i get it so I feel like the pattern with uh, Abuela, like how she was just so strict on the family and stuff like that, she would have never learned her lesson unless all that happened.
0: Okay, I'm reading now mm-hmm. that uh, her power mm-hmm. is um, the her gift is love and her control over her family's great heart. I definitely oh. feel like her gift is love because she was silently fixing things for a lot of different people and when it mm-hmm. was like the baby boy's uh, little gift her ceremony. Her
1: oh my god, I loved it when he was like, I can't do it without you.
0: Yes, and like her willingness mm-hmm. to be forgiven and how she kept the uncle secret so he was hiding the wall. I would've came out and like, this nigga is in the walls, y'all. <laughs> I would've been like, he is in the walls. Stop worrying about him. He's in the fucking <laughs> walls being a weirdo. <laughs> I, my loud mouth would be like, I'll be fucking damn. He got a whole nook here. He had a plate. I would have been pissed. I'd be like, y'all, we've been sick for years. He's here. He's in the house. <laughs> I look cold snitched on his ass. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'd like grandma. <laughs>
0: But yeah, uh, shout out to Encanto. Super well done. More of that. More of different stories. More of just stories. Like, people actually don't want to see just uh, that fake diversity where you just mix, like, white people, black people, and Asian people (laughs) together. Like We actually would love to see cultures. We like culture. That's why Mulan worked. That's why Aladdin worked. That's why, like... I was about to say uh, even though it princess. was racist that's all we had in the 90s that's why Pocahontas worked yes absolutely po- problematic but we just like to just see like homogenous communities like honestly doing their thing unless yeah. it makes sense for the community not to be homogenous if they are in New York or some shit yeah. but, like I, just, I just thought it was great
1: there's a new There's I forgot what it's called but there's another Disney movie coming out um, about an Asian girl and it's set in Toronto um, oh that's cool yeah so I can't wait to see it yeah I can't wait to see that either purr that's right Disney Plus do
0: it for the Disney adults first
1: when of when the all kids all, were
0: singing Encanto I'm like what y'all know about that <laughs> not like I'm 30 years old watching it or anything when I
1: tell y'all Disney Plus is the only subscription that I pay for a yearly <laughs> I was not playing. Thank
0: God you did. Because we, and I, one thing about me, I'm going to watch The Simpsons when yeah. I go to B. Yeah, I was about to say,
1: Yvonne honestly uses it way more. Way <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> more. That's so funny. And I'm the Disney adult. <laughs> I'm a Disney adult too. You definitely are. But I'm I, a Disney adult. I'm the but freak I'm with like, the ears.
0: Yeah, you the Disney adult <laughs> that like to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I'm the Disney adult that just like to watch the shit and that's it. Cause I'm not going to a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> it just ain't happening. All right, but that was beautiful, guys. Let us know some other pop culture things you want us to talk about for tea time. Let's get into this sunken in place. Um, and this sunken place segment was like all the concept came from
1: angela davis Mm because you're reading the book yes so a big thing on her book is basically like the first i think i'm on the first i'm i'm doing it on audible so like i don't know the chapters but like Mm -hmm. the first i believe i'm still in the first chapter is basically in short talking about um individualism and how um a lot of our problems and issues and society and things like that can be solved if we just stop being so individual individualistic um yeah. and it's very true because like um i'm saying this earlier to iman it's just like um, the, um something that i want to move remove from my vocabulary is the phrase i don't owe anybody anything or nobody owes me anything mm-hmm. um because that is somebody who like wants to get back to the community and wants to you know do a lot of charity work that doesn't even coincide with my beliefs um mm-hmm. it's just something that i was saying because you know Um, I just felt like, you know, work harder. Like, you know, it was like that type of thing. Um, just out of, you know, a thing out of frustration. Um, and I'm realizing that. And so I'm like, I have to get rid of that in my vocabulary because we do owe each other stuff for one, we owe each other kindness. Um, and you know, it's crazy because those phrase, we have those phrases, and then we have the phrase, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. So it's like, how do you raise a child, a village raise a child, if you don't owe anybody anything? It's just so, like, you know. So I feel like we definitely need to get back to that, like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child type thing. Um, it takes a village to raise, you know, your inter child, a literal child, like things like that. Because, um, you know, think about, like, you know, the job that you have. Or, like, opportunities that, you know, you got in school. Or, like, um you know, maybe you booked a photo shoot and stuff like that. You prob nine times out of ten, you probably got that because somebody looked out for you. Somebody. Somebody looked out for you. It was definitely somebody. I know that has happened to me numerous amount of times. I can speak for Iman to say it happens to her numerous amount of times. There are times where vice versa, like, you know, we help each other out with that. So, I feel like it's just not you know there is no way that we can continue as a society with just looking out for ourselves it doesn't even make sense it It, doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense at all so we all need to drop the you know being like you know i'm just gonna look out for me and like look out for my people because we're not gonna get any how how far has they gotten us think about it
0: it hasn't gotten this far at all. And I just think that some people are flat out selfish. Some yeah, people for sure. truly only think about themselves and they don't have any respect for the system. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, like I always thought of this example in one of my Classes in college, they talked about how, like, there is really nobody supervising driving. Like, yes, there are some, Mm -hmm. like, police officers that'll stop you if you're speeding or if you make a legal turn, but they have to be around. Mm -hmm. But on a grand scheme, of things we depend on drivers to just make the right decision and know how to drive and Mm -hmm. get from point A to point B and do what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And like, we kind of have to have the same attitude when it comes to just doing right by people. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like, you know, watch out for your neighbor. You have to, because there's nobody that's going to be, who can police society all the time. And the only way that you can have faith that anybody will do it for you is if you do it for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's a large reason why I do the right thing. One, because it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. But two, because I have I can have no faith that somebody will do something for me if I'm not doing that for other people. That's how things become real. Like, because a lot of times, like you ever had that ex that accused you of cheating when they cheating? Mm-hmm. It's because people always believe other people are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you take out individualism if everybody can commit to that then you wouldn't do it it's a lot of people here they hear that talk about boundaries and like everything else they take it to the extreme Mm -hmm. so i feel like people who take shit to the extreme people who are selfish people who want to use um boundaries um and weaponized boundaries, something that's supposed to be healthy that's not supposed to be vindictive in any way mm-hmm. to make themselves get ahead or to make it as an excuse to not give it's just crazy and i will say that it is not easy not thinking about others all the time and not each time that you do it you'll feel like an automatic like Oh yeah. Like I feel really good. I feel like, you know, I did something nice and it was received well, but that's why you have to do things because it's right and not for a damn hero badge because it won't always feel good and you will be tested and you just have to know what's right and what's wrong. There are times where like you'll do some, some type of work and you just be like, Hmm, I felt like I haven't even made a dent in society's issues, Mm -hmm. but you like, you know what? It's an uphill battle. I have to consistently do this. I have to consistently push through and I'm nobody's
1: savior. I'm just here to support and do my part. Exactly. It doesn't have to be like this big old grand gesture. Also, another thing um, with individualism, like stop assuming that everybody has the same tools as you to succeed because some people don't um and it is hard to believe especially when it's something that i'm trying to grow out as well um that it's hard to believe that you know you're around a, a circle of friends where you know um you know your circle of friends everybody making six figures everybody went to college or everybody you know lives in like a luxury like this whatever it's so hard to believe that like um you know and you know oh, maybe a better example is like everybody came from like a, um your group of friends or whatever has come from like loving family and parents and stuff like that um so it's hard because like that happened to me when I went to college it was very hard for me to believe that people didn't have supportive parents Mm -hmm. like that was a huge shock to me um it wasn't very shocking to me in high school because you know I went to urban high school and you know the statistics blah blah all that stuff but when I went to college it was very shocking to me how many people were just, you know, hung out to dry because they didn't have supportive parents. How many people, you know, <clears throat> had to take out loans in their own name because their parents wouldn't do this X, Y, Z stuff for them or um, people who had to drop out because their parents wasn't, you know, supportive that was a shock to me and I couldn't believe it because you know how hard my parents went for me and how Iman's parents were, you know, especially like, you know, how our dads were like me and Iman have, our dads are are very similar in that, um, way. So it was very hard for me to believe, but once I, you know, was exposed to it, I was like, okay, like, you know, I get it. So, um, something that I tried to do is like, you know, remember that you know some people don't have the same tools or the same support that I do so be a little bit gentler more understanding um try to help in a way that's not condescending um and you know if the person is doing something you know that's frustrating to me just um understand that you know somebody has been doing this since they were their childhood it's going to be hard for them to it's break out of it when they're like you know in their 30s or almost 30s it's a it's yeah. a process you know you got to meet people where they are exactly and you can't meet them
0: where they are like i do understand it sometimes but you you have to at least understand why they are the way they are exactly you don't have to you you do have the right to decide how tolerant you'll be and mm-hmm. how harmful it is for you personally, but it's just like, we all are going to need some understanding at some point. So it's it's good to, to extend that as much as possible. And one thing I learned when I was in education, like one of the, um, actually the Dean of students mm-hmm. on the first day of school, she told the students that nobody in here has to work for respect nobody in here has to work for respect. I'm giving you that, you know, we, you all get that like automatically and just kind of like extending that to people and not just being about yourself Mm -hmm. and just being like, Oh, okay, cool. Like if someone wanna be in my life, they got to jump through X amount of hoops. They got to do this. They got to do that. If somebody wants to get close to me, they got to pay me first. They got to do. And it's like, at some point, what are you willing to give people for free? What it, are you willing to give people for free? Exactly. I'm willing to give people a lot for free, to be honest with you. I'll give you some of my knowledge for free. I just don't believe in like making people bend over backwards for favors when sometimes people, people absolutely just need some help. And yeah. my dad always told me, if you can help somebody, help them. It's that simple. It is it, that simple. Exactly. If you have $1,000 and somebody, a stranger, a single mom that you're looking at need $100 and you feel like you got that $100 to spare, fucking do it. Exactly. it's just that simple help
1: people whenever you can and as often as you can exactly also i feel like the closeness um <clears throat> like the closing uh statements is should be um like people aren't disposable like at all don't you know people aren't disposable don't throw people away and you know just try to work more on like you know building community it's just that simple. and that's on per that's
0: Period. on per
1: exactly that way
0: <laughs> all right let's get into this common sense segment shall we yes so no, no. we we kind of hit on this earlier with the cat discussion um but we want to talk about perfectionism and influencer culture <laughs> shout out to our girl joy chanel, chanel number nine yeah. aka joy <laughs> for this uh idea because i think that like this shit is running rampant now because like once again we're all back in the house like some yeah. of us might have been living our best life and you know it wasn't the worst thing in the world this summer but yeah now we all in the house mm. um and we're right back to living through our screens and we're tired of it and there are new algorithms rhythms like i feel like when we first went into this pandemic TikTok was like the things that the kids overseas were using and like (laughs) Instagram was still like a cool place where you mostly saw the people you know Mm. now Almost every social network, I'll say, with an exception of Twitter, you log on and you see like a bunch of people you don't know. Everything's about an aesthetic. And Mm -hmm. it's like when you are mentally ill, suffering through seasonal depression, pandemic fatigue, maybe going through a bunch of other shit that has been a symptom of this you know pandemic it's really frustrating sometimes when you look on tv and i mean you look on tv your phone and you see like everybody with these perfectly curated life everybody mm-hmm. seems to have a husband all of a sudden everybody seems to have money
1: everybody yeah, seems right? to have
0: like like where everybody get like the, the, a six-car garage like i don't <laughs> understand
1: it's the wildest thing also like so uh if you don't know like i had um tested positive for covid so i've been in the house for like at this point now for the past three weeks um and i'm like bored out of my mind and i'm just like ah! like i want to go for walks and stuff like that but i feel like i just i don't know like i just don't feel like comfortable like you know just being outside because you know yeah i don't know if i'm negative or not yet i, I feel like i am but that's not enough but um I saw this influencer. She was um, also had COVID and she was like doing her hair routine and like doing her like, you know, wash routine and stuff like that. And I just was like, like at a, like I low key like felt bad. Cause I'm like, I should be doing this stuff too. But I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like I'm exhausted. <laughs> like I can't even like, like go, like I should have known something was up when I was like drinking pre-workout and like, I I literally drunk pre-workout and like 15 minutes after I fell asleep. And if you ever drunk pre-workout, you know, especially the one that I have, that she could use the zoomies, like a dog. Um, and I 15 minutes after I you know when dogs get the zoomies, they start moving around stuff like that. Like after that, I like was asleep. Also, like I don't feel like putting on makeup um and i'm like i don't know if i still have covid and i use my brushes and i'm just like you know Mm -hmm. so anyway i was like looking at that and i'm just like you know what she could be doing this and also suffering as well or it could
0: just be making her personally feel better yeah make her her, different things energize different people yeah Mm -hmm. and i like I'm one of those people that go into overdrive when I feel like stressed because I can't sit still because you know, I have that anxious personality. Like yeah. I'm a, that like, I, I kind of need to move around. Like my grandma used to tell me I had ants in my pants when I was a kid <laughs> all the time. Cause I would just move so much. I moved to my sleep. I'm always kind of moving, but that is who I am at the core. And like, I like, I know somebody who always tells me that they are not a naturally happy and upbeat person and they wake up and they're not upbeat. Like they wake up and they feel like more on the downside. And I'm not going to lie. When I heard that, like my heart just was like, wow, like that's not my, that's not my genetic makeup, but regardless of how I feel about it, that's your truth. Like, that's how you feel. That's your struggle. That's your challenge. And every day, it requires, it's more energy that's put into you doing some of the things that might feel like a coping mechanism for me. So Mm -hmm. like recognizing that we're all different in those ways and having to work through it. That's why like it's so much power in realizing that for some people making the YouTube videos is what energizes them. Mm -hmm. And for other people watching the videos is what
1: what yeah, because that's what so energizes better. me. Like, while I like watching yeah. the videos and also watching movies and stuff like that. That makes me excited.
0: Yeah, and that's your the way you cope. That's the way you cope. That's the way you sit down and you, like, you know, unplug. And I just feel like with, like, you know, the influencer culture, because that is what we're watching now, kind of more than TV, it's the self-comparison starts to happen all the time. And I feel like, you know, I... I try to like make content and I, oh, this is why I feel like I can't be fooled by content because <laughs> it's curated. I know yeah. that sometimes I make a video <laughs> and the lighting is hit, hitting shit look nice. But guess what? If you turn around, there's a dish full of sink, uh, <laughs> a, di- a sink full of dishes. I need to clean the refrigerator out. My coffee is, is like getting cold. I need to <laughs> hop on a meeting like, All you see is the plant. All you see are the nails. All you see is what exactly what I wanted you to see. And I think that it's so important to remember that the reason why people's life looks so perfect is absolutely because it's curated. Mm -hmm. People have issues. Don't question about it. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how cool they look what sound bite how great their editing is it's curated Mm -hmm. and it's so important for us all to keep that in mind when looking at these people it's not real it's not and guess what some people issues are so damn bad that you're like bro keep keep the editing all right i don't want your shit at all yeah i don't want want your situation
1: because I'll see some influencer like posting stuff about fake friends and all this kind of stuff and people being snakes and all stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, definitely I am, this is the, I am in my dirt poor era. Um, I am, you know, not doing the things that I want to do, but I'm like, I can't say that. Like I have such a great support system or friends and also like yep. i never really even had to deal with that in general like snake i feel like i've been a good judge of character and when i felt like somebody what did not have my best interest in heart, i could tell before they got any closer to me so i'm like i don't have those you know those issues so yeah. it's like you know no amount of money can like you know fix that you can't buy you know um that like um uh, being able to Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I guess being able to like be a good judge of character. Like, you can't buy that. No amount of money can buy you that.
0: You either got it or you don't, or you don't. A lot of y'all don't. Yeah, Um, but (laughs) it's just funny because I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I look real worried right now. (laughs) But um, it's it's just like these curated Instagrams are are strictly for people. they're they're commercials and I've Mm -hmm. been uh, I've been reading about how like capitalism is winning in so many ways because capitalism has got people looking at themselves as brands Mm -hmm. like people are looking at themselves about how can I sell how can I sell and that's why like I only make I like making curated content I will not lie because I just I feel like it's just like oh well look at me capturing this moment and beauty like beauty from my perspective this is Mm -hmm. my lens and I feel like everybody Everybody's content looks very different so it could be great but you have to know that it's curated and yeah. that, like we wanted to talk about how you can tell what is curated versus not this is why i love tiktok you go on tiktok everybody house look different like i feel like when i got on tiktok i was so happy to see people dancing in regular houses right yeah some also- people want to,
1: it's the mm-hmm. some of the biggest curators like uh be wearing bonnets when they um like do stuff be laying in a bed and it'd be like the funniest content. there would be the funniest content, or like it's it's just like such a range. Like yes, you do see
0: some people on TikTok like with their refrigerator stocked down, organized. The pantry got a basket for everything. But then like the I don't know if you know I forget his name, but it's the one guy I think you sent him to me the other day. <laughs> been He's the cool so cop. funny yes <laughs> him yeah like he's fucking funny as shit he understands what's his name i don't know I'm about to he look. understands yeah. every social interaction possible with people but when you look i was looking at his house because i'm nosy if you post a video <laughs> i'm gonna be looking in your background he will. i saw the air fryer box on top of the cabinet and i'm like that's how my family house be looking like we had the not everybody had the stainless steel refrigerators yet in my in my life. Not everybody had the granite counters with the dark stained wood mm-hmm. and the natural high ceilings. And it's like we have to get back to talking about how normal um, normal middle working class people live normal working class people don't all have three car garages with the double sinks and the lofty look like it's okay it's like it seems like the content creation has become such a majority that people feel like like they like they should be ashamed of their home and i feel like if you have a home that's the blessing in
1: itself <laughs> exactly his name is art by demarcus sean he is funny as hell he's so funny anytime he do like a manager
0: <laughs> joint like he did this one skit where somebody was like hey like can i go on vacation me and my <laughs> And it's like well, she's like, "What are the dates that you need?" And it's like, "I need the fifteenth through the 20th And it was like, "Okay, that should be good." Cool. Oh, every day is good except for the seventeenth. <laughs> I need you here the seventeenth. I'm like, "Why do fucking managers say?" That's and it start really- to be like, "Are you evil or are you stupid?" Like, because I'm it? not gonna, I'm not gonna go away, come back for this, <laughs> go away again. That's so dumb. <laughs> And this is foreshadowing. I won't be here between the fifteenth and the 20th. I'm just trying to delicately let you know to be prepared because I can be sick on the, on the 17th or you can let me off, whichever one you'd like but no it's crazy anyway like curated content you know this shit is like it's literally supposed to just give you an aesthetic mm-hmm. it's that's all it's about is the aesthetic and the razzle dazzle and a romancing life but then non-curated content are just like some lifestyle bloggers who just like yo what's up like you know i'm in the middle of my house and sometimes it's better to follow those people just to get a more realistic
1: slice of like Socialization, exactly, and like not feeling so like I'm trapped in this like it's like Black Mirror, like one of my favorite um YouTubers. Like when I used to be like heavily into like watching makeup YouTubers, um, her name is Alexis Jada, and she is she's me and Iman's age, and she had like her first child when she was sixteen, and she got a lot of she got like six kids now, um, Mm -hmm. two is like her brother, she's raising her brother um because her mom uh had a bad drug addiction um and then like she the five the other five were like her own um but anyway my favorite thing about her youtube is the fact that one, she was so transparent about her mom being an addict and the fact that, because I feel like I know people like that. Mm-hmm. Like she was a teen mom and like she's raising her, I'm sorry, she's raising three of her brothers and her own kids. Like, you know, and I feel like that's relatable. Like I know people like that. And also my favorite thing is sometimes you can hear her kids in the background or her videos. Yeah. like you hear her, the babies like crying sometimes or you can hear her kids like talking and like she would turn around and be like no put that back or something like that like it was something so simple but like i loved it because i'm not i can relate to it because i feel like you know once i start take it i low-key feel like i don't want to make content but like i feel like it would like not to sound like i'm a Messiah or anything, but I feel like me making content would benefit. Like it would be good. It'd be good for the culture, even though mm-hmm. I don't want to make content. But I feel like it'd be good for the culture. But anyway. anyway, um, I feel like if you know when I started making content, it would be like that. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it was like a noisy background, like she was like still like you know going on, but like you know, you know, here's this makeup looking like that. Like I liked it. Like that's real. Like I love it. Yeah. I definitely love Emily Mariko
0: style com, uh, content. I'm not sure if you guys follow uh, Emily Mariko.
1: I like Emily Mariko because she posts what she wants and she don't talk big. I loved it. When you told me that, I was like, that is so... I should definitely start saying it because sometimes I get overwhelmed people be like emily please tell us the recipe and she just be (laughs) like no
0: she doesn't say anything i fucking think it's so funny they like also i like that she kind of posts the same things over and over again sometimes like she'll like she's known for her dare i say it rice and salmon um bowl oh Uh, she the one who started it yeah she she do the rice the salmon she put a piece of ice in the middle of it um to like so that's a tip she shows like if you put ice in your rice when you microwave it it keeps the rice from getting like real hard oh. um so yeah she does that and then she puts the sriracha sauce and some like type of asian mayo on there yeah which could be this could be can make a vegan version right? now, oh for and sure i've
1: seen it ve- i have my- vegan versions uh saved yeah but I, I love that she be
0: like in the gym and like she's she says she just started working out in the gym which is hilarious because she just be so like happy to be there like she not lifting them press nobody none of that she just do what she wants she eats what she wants oh she put seaweed
1: on top of the rice too yeah yep i love so damn i damn damn. love the fact that she doesn't answer people
0: and that's her no, right. they're like could you please tell us what this is and she won't say anything i think it's so fucking funny and she just, she don't care. Like, I love, like, her outfit. she just be wearing, like, a hoodie with, like, some tights. She's so freaking cute. She'll be biting the vegetables as she's chopping them up. um so And she's always with her mom and grandma. Yeah. Relatable. So am I. <laughs> that's who I hang out with probably the most. My mom and my grandma. And I just feel like that's a the great example of somebody who is, like, giving an aesthetic. And a lot of people, like, it's this whole uh trend on TikTok where people write in her comments, Emily, have you ever like had a bad day? Hi, Emily. Have you ever passed gas? Hi, Emily. Do you poop? Hi, Emily. Like because she seems so like robotic and perfect but it's like she's still just living her day-to-day life and sharing what she wants to share. And it's very simple. It's just all about food and her family, traveling and working out, living her life. Like I can get down with it. I love also it. my girl Bobby Chanel. I like her because well one it seems like yeah she is a black girl who does the luxury thing but it's not like okay it's not like corny cause sometimes I hate those videos they're like queen lift up your crown you're a black woman okay queen what a beautiful day it is to be a black woman I said I said
1: black women queen and it's like and then it's, it's like Maya Angelo speech like remixed with like get me body <laughs> I hate that shit <laughs> but then the girl, it's like why wow, the cage bird is saying i ain't work don't need a
0: but she got like this huge 4c wig and listen okay just hear me out she got a huge 4c wig and like a, a fashion overdress and she's like smiling like walking and i'm like in belize a- or like greece somewhere yeah, yeah she's in like she's in like cabo somewhere you know I like mommy Chanel because she recently had a baby and she's like, yo, having a baby fucks up your digestion, your digestive system. I had not felt like myself in months. Yes, I love my child, but my body is not the same. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same at all. Um, during her last week of pregnancy, she was like, just trying to take in these last moments with my husband. It's just going, this is the last bit of time. It's just us two. And just kind of sharing her real thoughts thoughts and also she teaches you how to like thrift like here like if you want a luxury bag and you want to get a second hand I absolutely encourage you to do that here's what you need to like know hey if you're into some really clean skincare here's have who here's who's having the best sell right now here are some black owned uh brands like she just gives you a lot of information however you don't know what's going on between her and her man You don't know when she's having a bad day at work. That's not why I want to... You know, it's curated to that extent because you don't know everything about her, but it's also really real and authentic. And you just feel like you're connected with her and recently she's like i need to take a social media break i will say that having a having a baby and being sick is something different because she's a new mom like mm-hmm. she has a child i think her child's like six months or something yeah like if, around that age and she was just talking about no how seven like,
1: you sent me that, that video she's oh yeah seven she's months. seven
0: months she's mm-hmm. seven months old which i love her freaking baby so darn cute but she was just saying how like when you get sick and you're a parent the game changes and i thought about that because i was really sick over like between christmas beginning of january and i just I kept thinking to myself like yo how do parents be doing this shit how do they be sick taking care of themselves i didn't even want to walk to get me anything to eat i didn't want to get myself anything to eat yeah same so yeah mm-hmm. but th- yeah those are two examples for me of like super realistic content
1: creators mine are so um i don't know if she considers herself a content creator no she is ryan yes. i would say i Absolutely. love ryan's uh transparency um also the fact that like she is in her own lane um ryan is uh, that adult on uh twitter and i believe instagram too and tiktok um, now and TikTok, yes, I follow Ryan on TikTok. Obviously, friends of the show. Um, I just love how, again, like how she's transparent and like just in her lane and really sticks to what she loves and is not trying to. So, what's happening on YouTube right now? So, when I first started, so I have been watching YouTube for years. So, like everybody, um, it was like two makeup people that were like big. One I can remember, Michelle Fine, she's a uh, Vietnamese, I believe. She, um, she started this shit. She really did, built this shit from the ground up. That you know, Candy Johnson, exactly. They started this shit from the ground mm-hmm. up. So, anyway, I just got into YouTube because I wanted to, I heavily got into YouTube because I wanted to get better at makeup. And I'm somebody that can, if I see somebody do it, that I can, like, mimic it. So I started doing that and make, like, you couldn't get away from makeup YouTubers. Like, it was Mm -hmm. everywhere. So now, I guess, more people are better at makeup or just, like, people are just doing their own thing and they don't want to follow, you know, whatever. And also TikTok, everything is super fast. You can pause it or whatever. So makeup YouTube, I noticed that a lot of the, girls that were like bigger and stuff like that their makeup videos are not doing well and people are changing what they want to do um and my thing is i get it you know you need to make money change what you want to do but like it would be cool if like you did the same like you know stuck to what you like just i it relevant yeah and stick to what you, you know you love and the thing i like about ryan love ryan is that she is sticking to what she loves since tumblr that's when i you know started following uh, ryan she has always been into fashion and like sustainability and things like that and that is what she's sticking to like no matter what i mean now you know fashion is starting with tiktok and stuff like that it's starting to like pick up again but there was a time where because like i used to be in i was like a fashion blogger for like a week but anyway like i was like really into fashion and i fell off and i never got back into it um but ryan has stuck with that and just has keep on making it more interesting and like kind of making me like fall back in love with fashion and things like that and like you know realizing like you know even if this designer doesn't have something in my size i can still like be in love with fashion because you know fashion um has a lot to do with style so like you know one of my favorite designers is rick owens and like um, I have things that are like Rick Owens like, like a mm-hmm. sweater that I have that my cousin and his fiancee are always trying to get. Is like mm-hmm. v- my favorite sweater because it's very Rick Owens like, and like, uh, Ryan, uh, like is really into stuff like that like you know Mm -hmm. even if it's not the exact like i am wearing this like based on you know this designer you know that i like and i really love that um it's very exciting you know watching her videos and like i feel like i actually like learn things like that so like i just that's somebody who's like a favorite and also again like with the transparency like you know talking about you know how hard it is you know living on the struggles you know living uh, on your own in new york um moving to new york you know not you know not knowing a lot of people and like you know the party scene and all that stuff like that and how you know if you're somebody who like you know likes to be alone and stuff you know you know it's kind of hard to live on your own there because you know it's rather expensive and stuff and just like also how like how her loft is is so like true to her like i just love that i feel like it
0: looks like what the inside of her head is like i feel like you tap into like her mind when you see her living space
1: exactly and like i just love that so much and it's like i don't feel like things are fake um i feel like it's very it's just somebody who is happened to just do what they love for a living
0: also i was before we move on from Ryan, I just want to say something else really quick. I was like watching one of her like videos. Just I wanted to hear someone like talk as Mm -hmm. I was going to sleep and she was telling a story about how she was going to volunteer and like all this shit. Yes, I love that video. I (laughs) love that video so much because I'm like, Bro, this the type of days I be having. No, for real. You're running <laughs> late and then you see a pregnant woman and you're like, well, I got to open the door for her. And I'm like, yo, I've never felt so seen in right. my entire life. I love that like, video. That's her, one of my favorites. Her, that gave me a preview into her brain, and I'm like, wow, not our tr- our our brain our seek our brain sequ- sequencing thoughts the same way. Also but it's, about it's to down pass to out that Type of relatability,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, but how she said she's about to pass out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I've been there. Like, it's so many things that yeah. So that is like relatability. I love, and it's not yeah. fake. It's not forced. It's not like, oh, I'm doing this for views. Like, I love that. It's so genuine, and it's so hard to find people like that. Also, another one y'all know this is my girl glam girl. i yes. love how transparent like i remember um one of my favorite things that she said um she was like she was doing like a wig and she was like when i get the money and i start getting better wigs she said something like it's over for you first of all i love that that she was transparent that she knew that her wigs was not as bet as as best as she can get that right. is so relatable because i'm in yeah. that era right now <laughs> And I feel it, that. Yeah. I'm like, once I touch some money, it's over for y'all. And lo and <laughs> behold, she did it. She mm. uh, like, you know, people start sending her like human hair, HD lace, like, you know, stuff like That's that, you right? know, and the wigs are like so good now. So I'm like, she definitely, you know, she did that. Um, also, she was one of the influencers that were around the same age. I think she's like just a year older than me. and um, <laughs> She had lived with her parents. And she had, she had lived in Hollywood and then she moved back with her parents. Um, and she has, like, you know, a good relationship with her parents. And I'm like, that's so relatable. Also, being somebody who's, like, considers herself so goth and, you know, loving their family. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I feel like, who loving their family and also somebody that, like, is not afraid to, like, laugh or, like, make fun of themselves and also being black on top of that. I'm just like, this is so relatable. Like, I love this. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes, like, she gets off topic when she's talking about stuff or like just being just like she's like oh this is a mess or something like that i'm just like i love that also like you know i relate to um because i you know everybody know i lived in new york and then i had to move back home and i'm still like you know trying to work on first of all i I think i decided where i want to live but like anyway um i'm like i don't really hear people you know talk about stuff like that and also the also she's somebody that hustle i've been following her from the beginning she's somebody who hustle her ass off and you know she's selling her cosmetics and hot topics shit like that and like the way she talks about the hustle and like the grind is not intimidated it feels like something that i'm like oh i can do this yeah. and like some people talk about it in a way where they kind of seem still bitter about who they were in the past yeah.
0: and like you that, gotta
1: embrace who you were yeah. exactly and like when people talk like they're so bitter about who they were in the past it kind of like feels like they're talking down to like people who are you know who As they used to be now yeah. yeah exactly so it's just not inspiring you know yeah. so you know those are two people that i definitely would say are like you know my favorite like content creators because they keep things like they keep it wanted
0: absolutely and that's just so many more i wish we had more time i would just keep yeah. going down the list um I will just. I wanted to end really quick by just sharing. I don't know her name. I'm gonna try to post. I'm gonna download Twitter tomorrow. This woman this is this huge on oh, like style influencer, and she was saying how when she first said she wanted to be a style influencer, her like coworkers start laughing at her behind her back. Like they's like she can't dress. Like she don't know what she's doing, and now she's doing it for a living. And it's just like a reminder that like she reminded me that when people don't believe in me now that doesn't have to matter and mm-hmm. i feel like that's a good that's a good person to follow people who give who make you feel good if they don't make you feel good despite their feet looking beautiful unfollow them mm-hmm. like seriously unfollow them because what's the point i follow people Who aren't necessarily the most popular people. They could be obscure influencers, but they make me laugh. They make me smile. They give me hope. They teach me how to dress. They teach me about skincare. They teach me about health and wellness. And unfollow those people who don't like they just don't tap into something that makes you feel inspired. If they make you feel bad about yourself in any way, I don't care if it's your mom. You (laughs) gotta unfollow. You have to. Period. Is that period? Some- I'm kidding <laughs> for your grandma. You gotta let it go. I love you, grandma, but we can't be friends on Instagram. <laughs> that's sorry. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, guys, that's it. That's this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Um, I'm so excited we can see each other. I'm gonna tell Eric, like, good move. Changing us from Zoom to whatever we on now, like this is a good join. Riverside, Riverside, this is a good join. But yeah, y'all, we uh, are going to be talking to you guys next week. Make sure you follow us on the socials in the meantime. Black Girl Brunch on uh, Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. Send us listener letters, send us stuff. We love when you guys do that. We have another uh, listener letter waiting for us in the Gmails, so we'll be sure to try to revisit that one next week. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, so send an email at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Imamate.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabrina. At it's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And that's it, guys. That's the show. We love you. Bye. Peace.